how are you, where are you, or, no, we've only been in the region for about three or four days now, but I've come already accustomed to uh, their local dialect, and we say here, como esta, onde esta. Oh, wow, well done, Baden. I'm very well, thank you. We are having a rest day. We are in the campground Ascancelas in Santiago de Compostela. Uh, welcome to the How Are You, Where Are You podcast, an audio travelogue of our adventures by bike. We are riding across some of Western Europe, then taking off to Cuba, Mexico, and then heading south to Argentina. So the aim is to be home in around December in 2016, but we'll just have to see what happens, really. And in breaking news, we've finished the Camino. So <laughs> we started on the 6th of May, and 808 kilometres later, give or take, a few kilometres, I suppose. I haven't really done those sums. And well, how many metres of climbing? Something ridiculous as well. Oh, you do the counting. 9,000 odd metres, let's just say. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are. feels like more. <laughs> we have arrived in Santiago de Compostela uh, yesterday afternoon. And when we arrived, we recorded a little ditty after we received our Compostelas. <laughs> Gracias. Oh, wow. Gracias. <laughs> gracias. Okay, so we are stamped. We've got our Compostela. Compostel? I'm not exactly sure what this is, but we've been given a certificate, all stamped and official from the Peregrinos office, and, and it's all in Latin. And I guess, in, I mean, my Latin is not my strongest language, as everyone knows I'm strong in many languages, but Latin is not quite, I'm not quite up there yet. Uh, but it says, um, I guess, that we've completed the Camino. And it's a very nice piece of paper here. Nicely, uh, we have to try and get this safely home to New Zealand somehow. It's not going to last in a cycle pannier. But we've just been spending, uh, what, about 30 45 minutes in a queue yeah. it kind of made it a bit anticlimactic but it's a, it's a nice little courtyard here in the Peregrinos office um, and there's probably what 60 pilgrims here all, yeah. lo- all lined up at the end of the day they've done their long day of walking to get to Santiago and then they spend another 45 minutes on their feet just standing in a queue <laughs> and you can see that some of the excitement has worn off a little bit you know you look around you can see that people are starting to get a bit grumpy now <laughs> but um, but when they come out, you know, we've seen people, you know, in the last 45 minutes, when they come out of the office and they're holding the certificate and they look down, I can't really, firstly, you see bemused faces because they can't read the Latin. Yeah. And then you uh, see that sort of smile of contentment. <laughs> so this actually means we've done the Camino. We're finished. Yeah. God, I, I don't really know what to say about that, actually, because... We walked into, we came into the square, rode into the square, and I felt really happy. And we rode, you ride right into the middle of the square where all these lines sort of converge, and there's a big scallop shell, and um, we had like a quite an intense hug. Yeah. <laughs> and then a French tour group clapped us. Yeah. So, um, and then, uh, yeah, and then we, we joined this queue, and, and as Baden says, some of the excitement kind of like settles down a bit. And now, yeah, I'm just trying to figure out what it means to have ridden, ridden it. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's kind of amazing. I kind of can't quite believe that we've done it. I mean, I can believe you've done it. I can't quite believe I've done it. <laughs> That's a strange way to look at it, isn't it? But the, I don't know. I think, for me, I just keep thinking about the actual walkers that do this. They're the ones who 
they've really put in the hard yards. Yeah, you know, look at them, they look so tired. They do look pretty <laughs> They're tired. like shifting around from foot to foot looking for somewhere to sit. Yeah, and you know, we, we just did this in 14 days. Yeah, we're the, we're, ours are the only two bikes in this tiny little courtyard. I don't think you could fit many more anyway, but yeah, we're, we're kind of... We've just sailed through, haven't we, it feels? Well, I mean, it didn't feel like that at the time. <laughs> no, I mean, no. the thing is, we can't downplay our own achievement. We've climbed an astron- astronomical amount of uh, metres of mm. climbing, like around 9,000 metres. We've climbed uh, the height of Everest in terms of vertical metres, yeah. and we have come 800 and something kilometres to get here. Yeah, I mean, in terms of the Camino, people walk it either from St. Jean, but you actually can walk it, I mean, effectively, you can say, well, you've followed, you know, we've come all the way from London to be here, you know? Yeah. (laughs) So that's like 3,000 kilometres just about. That's why we got the clap from the French tour group. (laughs) (laughs) So, but, you know, at the end of the day, this is another day on the bike, isn't it? We've got our stamps. I guess this day of cycle touring is a little bit more special. But... Like any other day, I need a shower. All right, let's go. We smell. (laughs) Okay, so we finished yesterday, um, uh, but we have with us here a fellow peregrino by the name of Johan van Rossum. He is a Dutchman who has cycled all the way from Breda. Um, He's followed the route a little bit more faithfully than us. We kind of were on a lot of main roads, whereas he was on a few more of the rugged paths. Um, But he's done a lot of outdoor stuff, a lot of traveling in his time, and um, retired, I think, last year and decided to to make the Camino journey. So, hi, Johan, and welcome to the How Are You Where Your podcast. How do you feel you just finished today? Yeah, I feel great. I feel great. I never thought I would make it. Uh, I've been uh, sick for uh, some days. Uh, and uh, yeah, it, uh, it, the last days were the toughest for me. Yeah, yeah. Baden, what about you? How did you feel in the last couple of days? Um, <laughs> well, yeah, the last days were surprisingly hard, weren't they? I mean, we, we got over the big mountains and we crossed a know a peak that was around 1300 meters and we thought you know we've kind of done it and we came down we thought nice easy ride into Santiago but that didn't prove to be the case I think we climbed another 2000 meters in the last uh well probably about 160 odd k yeah yeah it was tough the last part was really tough I uh, I thought uh, that after the Pyrenees it uh it would be easy, but then then it just started, and I said, "Oh man, what a, well, well, why did I do this to me to myself?" But because you are doing it to yourself, yeah, 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 yeah. Nobody says says to you to do it; you do it to yourself, and yeah, why? <laughs> well, tell us, how do you feel today? I mean, it might take some time to sort of process exactly what you've achieved, but how did it feel when you rode into the square today in front of the cathedral? It felt great. And I lied down for half an hour <laughs> on the warm stones. And I was looking at the cathedral and just let it come to me and I said okay I made it I made it I made it I phoned my wife and she said on what camping are you now <laughs> and okay I had to explain her that I'm actually on the, on, 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 on the square of the cathedral and then suddenly she 
uh, note uh, realized, wow, this is great. And she started congratulating me and so on. And yeah, then she understood what happened to me because you can't tell that to someone else. Yeah. They, they just don't understand. Not after the 2,300 kilometers I biked. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's the thing with the Camino, isn't it? That it's such a personal journey. It's different for every single person who does it, and everyone has their own reasons. Yeah. They have their own Camino. It happens in different ways for everyone. And it's... it's that's the thing. This is what this is what sets it apart. You know, you have your things like uh, you know some some people might go off and do an Ironman or something like that, or some people might go and uh, cycle to New Zealand. I, I don't know, stupid things like that. And they might, but but say say the Ironman example for example, uh, the Ironman thing for example. People will judge themselves by the time they took, and there'll be some people who start off the Camino going, I want to do this in 33 days. But then I think when they get to the end. No, these are walkers. When they get to the end, all that doesn't matter. You know, the time you took, people can take 100 years to do this. It just doesn't matter. And some people do it over a period of years, don't they? They do chunks of it. Yeah. You know, one, one little bit every year until they finally finish it. Yeah, but so um, no one Camino is better than someone else's Camino because it's such a personal journey. And I think this is, I think this is the beauty of the Camino. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my Camino was uh, finishing the job I did for 40 years as a teacher. And I, on the, on the, on, on the way, biking, I discovered it was a kind of a confession to the people I uh, met, the people I uh, had problems with, people I probably heard in, in, in the 66 years I, I lived. And uh, I, um, yeah, all these people came by in my, my remembrance. Uh, people I, I uh, a long time forgot, they suddenly were there on my bike. And, and I also had this experience that I didn't think about anything <coughs> about three or four days. I lie in my bed in the, in the evening and said, what did I think about today? Nothing, completely nothing. It takes a Buddhist monk four months on a mountain alone to achieve this. And I did it in three weeks. <laughs> yeah, uh, We saw that message when we went to Castro Jerez and there was this beautiful photo exhibition. And it talked about um, you know, the solitude and uh, just being alone, but also the friendship that people make on the Camino and you know these are the sort of things that you sort of find out when you're doing it and, and another thing when we were in uh, Rabanal uh, del Camino it was just before the climb up to Cruz de Ferro we went to one of these peregrino services we thought okay we better poke our heads inside a church and you know, check out all of that it's not not the normal thing that we do and there was a lot of chanting I was sitting there going oh Shelly can we go now Anyway, you were absolutely hating it. Oh, I just thought, you know, 45 minutes of chanting, really? Is that necessary? But anyway, <laughs> they, they, the priest got up in the end, or whatever he was, a monk or something, yeah. and he, he, said, uh, he said a passage in English. He said also in French and Spanish, I think. But I understood all, all of those naturally. But yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the English one, he said, the Camino, everyone is searching for something on the Camino. 
And that was where the good part of his message stopped because he then went on and said, uh, no, everyone, you'll find Jesus on the Camino. Anyway, but when he said everyone is searching for something on the Camino, I thought, well, we both thought, this is correct, isn't it? Yeah. There is something that we're searching for. We're searching for something within yourself. We're getting all spiritual here, but but it's true, isn't it? And everyone has got that sort of similar story on the Camino. And I think, though, that you, you don't know always what you're looking for while you're doing it. Maybe it's not for days or even years afterwards that you realize this is what I found on the Camino. I don't know what you think. I found, I, if there is a God, I found him in the people I met. I uh, I found him in 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 a guy who was collecting money for for children with with uh, 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 Cliff uh, yeah. Yeah. and uh, for in the third world he was collecting money for it. I found God in him. I found God in two policemen who helped me out with my laser was uh, stuck in my my uh, uh, wheel. Oh. What happened? Didn't didn't I tell you? Where there was two, I was my my lace was stuck in in the front wheel of my. <laughs> and there came those two uh, guardians wheel. Not a bad word about those guys, <laughs> any anymore. And they, they he saw what what happened and he spoke pretty good English, and he said, uh, "Your lace uh, stuck up, yeah." Uh, hand on my shoulder, or uh, hand on my shoulder, and then we. Uh, otherwise, I would have fallen. fallen. Yeah. And he, he gave me this help, and the other one he took the the laser Aww. out, and they cleaned it with the, the benzene of their their motorbike, and uh, <laughs> this was great. It was great. great. And the story about those bikers, I was hit by a truck. And by my hand, and uh, uh, I, I made a gesture to to the driver, and uh, he stopped within a kilometer. And I thought, oh, now I have trouble. And suddenly, I was surrounded by 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 thirty bikers uh, who uh, told told me they have seen what happened. And that man, they were biking as a peloton, like the Tour de France, yeah. and and he had to stay uh, behind them for at least ten minutes, and he was really annoyed. And then finally he could overtake them, and then uh, there was I on my bike, and then yeah. another biker, I I drive him off the road, and he did, yeah. and I just could hold my my bike, but yeah. these bikers they they escorted me past you. past past this uh, this this truck. I find God uh, God in them, yeah. yeah. Those people, all those people who are so nice, so people who, who have time for you and are interested in you. Yeah. If there's a God, that's God. Yeah. If you were saying that, uh, everyone, uh, the common phrase on the Camino is Buen Camino. And everyone says it to yeah. one another. And it's something that you were saying before, wasn't it? That, that it's their way of pushing you forward and helping yeah. you with your Camino. And there are so many people, not just walkers, but you know, members of the public. If we've been looking which way to go, you know, some will say, that way, you know. And yeah. it's one of the other really great things about mm. this trip. Mm-mm. So what next for you now? What happens now? Uh, get back. <laughs> but what are you going to do tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow I'm going to get my Compostela. Of, yeah. Okay. And so we, uh, we have our Compostela, but uh, I'm not really sure we know what that means. What, what is it? No, it's, a, uh, it's a, some... A, some uh, how do you call it? Like uh, a certificate. A certificate to get a place in the heaven. That's what what the Catholics believe. 
to huh? yeah you can you can get a place in in heaven with it Baden, this is wow we just won the lottery <laughs> we got more than we bargained for <laughs> yeah when you when you do something good to others and like this, this pilgrimage, yeah. uh, this is good for you, but it's also an, a penalty you do, uh, uh, and, then, like and, uh, and then, and uh, then, yeah, penance, uh, and then you uh, you get a, a better place in heaven. Uh, wow. I just thought it helps get you in uh, cheap to some of the museums around Santiago. Yeah, There's a little bit more history to it yeah. than that. People also bought these these uh, documents, eh? Uh, and they probably aren't in heaven now. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we've got a little bit of uh, helicopter action above us. Not sure what's going on there, but um, get on the radars and find out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Johan, we um, absolutely loved uh, spending the last days of the Camino with you. We ran into you in Castro Jerez, which is uh, my favourite town of the entire Camino, mm-hmm. I have to say. And um, yeah, we've kind of we've sort of stuck nearby each other since then, and we've had a great time. So thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. I was glad uh, to be uh, uh, in your company. It uh, it was great. Uh, I really loved it. Uh, you stood by me uh, at the times I had uh, a little bit of difficulty at, uh, for instance, Cruz de Ferro, where uh, I uh, left some memories yeah. and things I promised to do for people who were really sick and then you leave a stone on the on the cruise and uh, at the moment I stepped back there were you and <laughs> I was full in tears and uh, yeah I had some sure I had a nice shoulder to yeah. to weep on Aww. it was nice it was a really nice yeah. moment for us wasn't we it? were so happy yeah. to be there to share it with you yeah and I joined with you the, the downhill yeah and with, <laughs> without you I wouldn't have gone so fast <laughs> Not hey, mum. Uh, we're not being reckless on the downhills. Uh, we're going at safe speed. So, uh, <laughs> thanks so much, Johan. Bye. Okay. Okay. Bye. Okay. It's now time for another What's in the Pot live special, and today we are camping in Santiago de Compostela, and we're going for pimientos de padron. Is on the menu tonight. Ooh. Now pimientos. Pimientos de Padron is sort of a standard tapas meal. You'll get that anywhere, even in places like London. But the thing is, Padron, or at least this Quick is. Quick question: Can you get it in Upper Hut? He could struggle in Upper Hut, but we're gonna. Right. When we get to Upper Hut, we're gonna grow our own peppers, our own by pimientos. We, by we, you mean me? Please, okay, could you? Yeah, sure, sure, if you sure. could. Okay, so uh, Padron is actually just down the road, and they're these little green peppers, like mini green peppers. And what we've done here which they do everywhere, but I've done extra special because I'm a camp, camp stove, is that we've got the peppers, put lots of olive oil and salt, and we're just like roasting them up till they all shrivel down, mm-hmm. and then you just eat them by the tails. So shall I try one right now? It's going to be freaking hot since yeah. it's just... Uh. Careful. Oh, okay. Whoa, look at the skin. It's all bubbled up. Yeah, it looks great. I mean, this one, I should probably have a bit more salt on it, but... Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Is it going to be really hot and spicy? Oh, chewing noises. Great. Mm. Okay, well, when this is down on the plate, we'll put more salt on it, but yeah. it's freaking yum. These are really green pimientos de padron, and these are going to be a cracker. So this is it, pimientos de padron, another What's in the Pot live special. So our 
our final feature of the podcast uh, will be in praise of. We didn't do it last time, so it's about time we um, picked out something for which we are incredibly grateful on our journey. Uh, Baden, what's what are you in praise of this time? I'm in praise of a man called Fernando. <laughs> Fernando. So w- when we rolled into Santiago uh, yesterday, we were a little bit worried that the bikes were a little bit worse for wear. We're almost approaching the boiled egg mil- milestone of 3,000 kilometres. So we thought we'd better uh, find a bike shop and get our bikes tended to, just to ease out some of those sort of creaks and strains of poor old Fausto and Shirley. <laughs> so... Um, uh, yeah, we found this guy, Fernando, and it was really funny. We, we went to a shop, Velocipede, or Velocipedo or something like that, mm-hmm. and uh, we started in our sort of garbled Spanish trying to put across what we wanted done on the bikes and what we needed to be checked. And then he kept us going for probably about 10 minutes before he said, could you uh, do that in, uh, uh, do you want me to speak English? Would you rather I spoke English? And then he just explained everything that we just sort of tried, we've been trying to say. He just sort of articulated all in English. We're like, God damn you, Fernando. <laughs> but he did give us credit for saying that, um, you know, a lot of people coming, you know, French and Italians who span, you know, if Spanish is a much closer linguistic language to them and not being able to speak a word of Spanish. So he was quite impressed. At, oh, where, how, where do you learn uh, Spanish in New Zealand? <laughs> so, um, so that was really great. And then we went back later, later in the afternoon. A little bit worse for wear, a little bit uh, on the tipsy side to pick up our bikes. And uh, he presented, presented us with a bill for just 18 euros. Mm. Um, and the bikes sound great. So we're, uh, we're really looking forward to riding them again. What about you, Shell? Okay, for me, um, I am uh, in praise of tetilla, which is a kind of cheese that you find in this area. Um, A.K.A. A.K.A. boob cheese. <laughs> it's shaped like a breast. Um, and it's supposed to be, we were reading somewhere that there's a statue in the uh, cathedral here in Santiago um, of Esther, whoever she is. I haven't read the Bible lately, so I can't remember who she is. But apparently she had quite big stone boobs. And um, at some point in the past, the mayor of the town um, thought they were a bit too big and possibly a little bit too lewd for the church. So they were filed down and made smaller. And in protest, the people, the cheesemakers in the town made the boob cheese, which is tetilla. Um, it's a cow's cheese. It's quite soft and it has a nipple on top. And it's really delicious. It's great. We had it with uh, quince. Uh, yesterday and then again last night we had it in our pasta we mixed it up and made it as part of our pasta sauce so it was it's pretty good old boob cheese we've been uh, tucking into boob cheese chewing on a bit of boob and <laughs> that's enough that's enough <laughs> Okay, so um, we've finished the Camino de Santiago. Uh, it's time to look forward. So today we have to do a little bit of route planning. Um, and yeah, where are we off to next, Baden? <laughs> well, I'm looking at you. Well, the thing is, we I thought if we got to Portugal by June the 1st, then we'd be in good shape. But we're, we're going to get to Portugal much, much earlier than that. So we're kind of having to sort of shake up the way we're going to do this next bit of the trip. I think um, we're going to take it a lot slower. We might spend a bit of time on the beaches here in uh, southern Galicia before we nip over into Portugal. Maybe a little bit of time on the Portuguese coast before we start heading inland and into the beautiful, from what I understand, North Portuguese uh, hills and national parks and things like that. So we're heading into Portugal. So next time you hear from us, we'll be in Portugal. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Um, we'd love to know how you are and where you are. So if you want to get in touch with us, you can email howareyouwhereareyou at gmail.com or head along to our blog, howareyouwhereareyou.com. 
or you can tweet at Baden C or find Baden on Instagram, Baden Cycling. Um, and thanks very much to Cullen Campbell for the original music in the podcast. And I think that's us for now. So we'll uh, we'll check you next time. Bye. Thank you.